Good morning, pud fuckers. Welcome to the We Know Ball Pod, the podcast where we dive into the wacky world of sports news and trending headlines, all while keeping it light, comedic, and unfiltered. New episodes drop every Monday and Thursday, so hit that subscribe button and join us on this comedic journey through the sports world and beyond. Okay, it is Thursday, August 24th, and Ryan Clark just verbally sacked Tua Tugaviola, okay? Um, Tua versus Ryan. So Ryan Clark, he was one of the hardest hitters in football during his time with the Steelers, right? Paired with Hall of Famer Troy Palomalu, they were that one-two punch of that 2008-2010 Steeler defense. Ryan and Troy, they went together like all-you-can-eat chocolate pudding at a Chinese buffet. So on a segment on ESPN's NFL Live, Ryan provided feedback on what he sees in Tua so far heading into this season. And here's exactly what he said, and I quote, Let me tell you what he wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. I bet you that. He might have spent a lot of time at the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table eating what the nutritionist had advised. Um, he looks happy. He's thick. He's built like a girl working at Onyx in Atlanta right now in the bottom. Okay. Now, kind of funny. I laughed. I chuckled at it. Um, well, the Dolphin fan base and Tua took it to heart. And here's what Tua said or how he responded back. And I'll quote this as well from Tua. Get a little bigger. I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean, I think we all work hard throughout the offseason. I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time, but it takes a lot. Um, you think I wanted to build all of this muscle? Like, to some extent, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate it if you kept my name out of your mouth. Um, he did, what is it, what is it here? He did go on to saying something about um, how them Hawaiian boys, they do know how to get a little scrappy if they need to. So now we have other players, fans, and cancel culture, of course, out there taken to heart, claiming that Ryan is a body-shaming Tua, he should be fired, etc. I think we're reading the ESPN headlines all wrong. Um, I don't think Ryan is necessarily body-shaming. I think that's a little vulgar, a little excessive. When he's also comparing Tua's iced-up cake to that, strippers, uh, to that of strippers in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, let me tell you about strippers in Atlanta, guys, okay? Three weeks ago, I flew down to Atlanta for my first time. I wanted to visit my best friend. I wanted a new city. Um, I haven't been on like a little brocation in quite some time. So while I'm down there, three weeks ago, night four, I had the honor, absolute honor to stumble upon the strip club called it. I shit you not. This strip club was called Cheetah. Now, maybe this was a liquor speaking at 3 a.m., but I fell in love, guys, about four or five times that night. Sure, I knew they were trying to charge me $150 to tattoo their ass on my face. Um, had me looking like Rudolph the brown nose reindeer afterwards. But I had about 20 bucks in my wallet, and I was not about to explain to Capital One the next day I want my cards are maxed out, right? I don't think they issue refunds backed back for Colombian special all-you-can-eat buffets, right? Um, Colombian all-you-can-eat buffet, yeah, I don't think they issue refunds for that. So I fell in love with some $20 entrance fiasco. I know Ryan Clark fell in love with some $500 entrance fiasco at the Onyx. I Googled that, 500 bucks to get in that bitch. Yeah, damn. Um, if anything, 
I think Ryan is equalizing his body shaming comment by praising Tua's ass up from the calves up. Um, but all jokes aside, Ryan was clearly, he's clearly being goofy and just adding some humor to the show with the boys, right? He's just chalking it up with the boys, having a good time on the show. He immediately prays to a right after an overlabeled, um, after the overlabeled body shaming uh, comments. I mean, if Tua doesn't find humor in it or accepts a compliment of having a kicked up ass from Ryan, then we need AMC to air it on National Cinema Day. For those who aren't too aware, Sunday, August 27th. Put it in your phone calendars. Fellas, I'm helping you out here, okay? It's National Cinema Day. A majority of cinemas across the nation, they're offering $4 tickets to watch um, movies in theaters. So AMC, I believe Cinemark or Cinemax, whatever they're called, uh, Regal Cinemas. I'd book your ticket in advance now. Book it online because I'm sure they're going to sell out quickly, if not already. I might finally be able to watch the Oppenheimer movie for 4 bucks instead of 15 And fellas, that's where you can thank me too. Why pay 30 or 40 bucks for your date before the fucking $20 popcorn, snacks, and drinks when I can get you a nice cheap $8 date? Okay, your lady's going to appreciate you, or your dude, they're going to appreciate you. Um, you might get a little sloppy toppy afterwards in the car heading out. So you're welcome. Eight bucks well spent, huh? Bring in your own snacks, and now you're at 10 bucks. You're welcome. The ladies still think you love them. Um, you either go watch a movie for four bucks, right? Or you watch the Texans play Sunday night. Shouldn't it be too difficult of a decision to make? Shit, you know what? I just thought of this. I might have to ask my celebrity crush, Sophia um, Vergara from America's Got Talent, out to the movies as well. Sophia? Oh, man, fellas. She is now on the market. Her and her husband, they're divorcing after seven years together. It's a little sad, but it wasn't a bad breakup. It wasn't a bad divorce. So, I mean, eh, fuck it. She's on the market. Um, now, this news kind of broke maybe early, mid-July, going into August, maybe before the taping of AGT. But I just found out, and I could not be more full of false hope. By the way, dibs on asking her out first. You have to respect the dibs rule, universal bro code. Um, sorry, boys, but dibs, you heard it here first. You can, whoever's second, that's fine. Take a line, take a ticket, stand behind me, that's fine. If I blow it, all yours, fellas, but dibs. Thursday night football. So tonight, we have a doubleheader with two games, right? Steelers versus Falcons. So not only am I excited to watch Bijan Robinson feed the Steelers defense some dirt, but I'm also excited to see if Kenny Burger King hands picket can go four for four on scoring drives. So it's funny. You're probably thinking, Kenny Burger King hands picket. That's hilarious. But I wish I could take credit for this nickname. Cam Hayward actually gave Kenny that nickname last year because it's funny as hell. Because it actually is a reference to this old Burger King commercial where a man had a shockingly small hands. Okay. The bit was that the guy had to eat a McDonald or eat at McDonald's instead of Burger King since his hands were too small to hold the BK burger. Absolutely hilarious. Um, but tonight's game, Steelers are floating around minus four, minus four and a half. They're the favorites. I'd slam that shit all day, okay? Minus four, four and a half, slam it. Now, I know I stated on Monday to slam Ravens' money line. They're like minus 130, 135, whatever. Almost even money. It just so happens, I got to say, I got to state it for the fans. 
we're owing one as a pot at locks and um we might be the reason the commanders ended the ravens record-breaking preseason win streak as it ended at 24 in a row our apologies baltimore that's that's my fault that's our bad um, commander fans on the other hand sam howell's the guy right he's that guy the commanders may have just found their quarterback since Kirk cousins i mean this guy's looking good if you think preseason week one was a fluke um this game he went 19 for 25 188 yards two six pointers zero picks he looked phenomenal boys he looked very sharp out there again it is preseason it's preseason week two but i'm telling you he looked nice even if you're not a commanders fan come on you gotta admit he looks nice he i think he's the answer for for the washington commanders the answer they've been looking for for years similar to the broncos um they're still looking for that qb and i think they found him now i think the offense around him is perfect too we already know the defense is stellar um but he already has fantastic weapons they've just been waiting for a quarterback they have the wide receivers dotson um mclaurin curtis samuel they have the two backs brian robinson jr and antonio gibson um i think the commanders are actually going to give the eagles a run for their money in winning the division everyone talks about the cowgirls the high expectations super bowl every single season oh my god season after season after season here cowboys may win the super bowl these year this year get the hell out of here they might make playoffs washington i think they're going to be the ones to give them a run for their money now jonathan taylor he's not going to suit up for the eagle um for the colts colts playing the eagles this week as well that's the second game um but jonathan taylor he's not going to suit up as he's still holding down until he reaches a new contract. The Colts did give him the freedom to seek a trade, and it seems the Eagles happen to be aggressively pursuing him. I believe I saw the Bears were in the mix. The Dolphins as well are, are uh, strongly pursuing him. A few other teams allegedly, uh, rumors have it. I don't, like I said, I don't have the specific sources like these guys do, but they say there's six teams in the, in the running for him. Um, the rest of the NFL – they're just continuing to kind of keep an eye on him, see what the outcome is, see how his health is. Anthony Richardson, he should get some reps in for the Colts, so we'll see how he does again against that Philadelphia Bulldog defense. As of now, I'm not really seeing too much information on whether or not Jalen Squirts will play some snaps. I'd assume not. Personally, if I was a coach, I'd probably get him out there two drives, kind of loosen him up a little bit. Um but nothing, no information, no reports are out on that yet. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Now, imagine the Eagles did trade for Jonathan Taylor, though, and ended up getting him and Chris Jones from the Chiefs. We're all thinking it. Dynasty. Chris Jones from the Chiefs. He's still holding out. Um, he's on his final year of his four-year $80 million contract. Seems he wants a new contract extension as well, similar similar to Jonathan Taylor, but the Chiefs seem to really not have an interest in re-signing him. They're kind of giving him the cold shoulder and acting as if they don't give a shit. So keep an eye on him. Um, I do hope these two guys get re-signed and make their money. I'm all for the athletes. I hope they make their money, get their bread, take care of their families. I mean, they're so elite, guys. They're not just good. They're fantastic players. They change. They shake up the offense. They shake up the defense. They are some players you can build a team around on one side of the ball, right? They could sit out their last season and get fine millions of dollars without having to panic. 
because multiple teams are going to offer dump truck loads of money for these guys once a season ends, they hit the free agency, pending whether or not they sign. But the fines and fees, they won't even put a dent into those new contracts they're going to get with other teams, those offers. Big money. As far as soccer now, we don't talk much soccer. The only reason why we do is because Inter-Miami is relevant. They're making soccer relevant in the United States. Um, I just did a quick little Google search. I didn't know there was as many teams as there are in the MLS. I had no idea. Unfortunately, me being in Colorado, I've been to a couple of Colorado Rapids games. Fucking last place in their um, their league, their conference or whatever. Like dead last. I think they only got three wins. So shameful. So shameful. But um, Inter-Miami, only reason why I'm talking about soccer, not only are we 0-1 as a podcast at giving out locks, but we saved ourselves from being 0-2 on the messy anytime goal score bet, as well as potentially being 0-3 on taking Nationals over the Yankees. So if anything, you guys should be thanking me. I did this for you by not giving you the locks. If I give you a lock, you guys might have to fade me because that's 0-3 start right there. For Inter-Miami, though, getting back on pace or back on track for Inter-Miami, they head to the U.S. Open Cup final after winning 4-3 against the number one FC Cincinnati in penalty kicks. Messi did not score a goal, so I'm sorry, fellas. You guys cashed out enough. You guys got rich off this shit, so cool down. You're bound for one. But Messi did have two clutch assists late to tie the match. He didn't score a goal. got two assists. They won the game because of those two assists. Messi is now, listen to this, guys. Messi, we know all of the goals he's been scoring for the team, okay? Making Inter-Miami, making soccer relevant in the United States. Messi is now number two on the team for goals scored this season. And check this, number one currently on Inter-Miami for goal scores or goals scored this season is Robert Taylor. 14 goals in 31 matches. Number two, Messi, 13 goals, so one less, in only eight matches. Only eight. Okay, number three is either Joseph or Yosef, however you pronounce his first name, Martinez. He has 13 as well, similar to Messi, but in 32 matches. Absolutely insane. Messi, anytime goal scorer next match, slam it. This is a redemption lock. Book it. You're welcome. Um, Honestly, you guys might want to tail that. Otherwise, it's potential of being 1-3 or 0-4. So take it how you will. But Messi, anytime. Slam it. Yankees, we're going to kind of work into baseball here. Sorry, guys. My throat is very dry right now. I'm starting to get a cold, um, not a cold, but a sore throat. Starting to sound a little raspy. Yankees, they finally snapped their nine-game losing streak as they just whooped the Nationals' ass 9-1. to Aaron Judge, Aaron motherfucking Judge, slugged not one, not two, but three moonshots in that one game. He single-handedly ended the losing streak and swung his Louisville cock all over the Washington Nationals. If the Yankees lost, guys, they wouldn't, make, they wouldn't have made history for the right reason. They would have made it for the wrong reason. They have not lost 10 games in a row. In over a hundred years, the entire Yankee dad fan base should be offering up their wife's ass virginities to Aaron Judge for saving them for not making history. So good shit, Aaron Judge. Uh, Otani, huge news actually just came out right before I started filming this pod or um, 
recording this podcast. I almost didn't put it in there, but Otani, he's a big deal. So it's almost breaking news, but he just came out. Our news just came out that Angel Shoei Otani has an elbow tear and won't pitch again for the rest of this season. Now he's the highest sought after free agent this season. He's most likely going to be the highest player ever paid in baseball. Maybe the greatest baseball player to ever exist. As of now, he could need Tommy John surgery, which would put him out of most of the 2024 season. Absolutely saddening. It is still uncertain now whether or not he will continue batting as he currently leads MLB with 44 home runs, about six weeks weeks of baseball left. As for the Texas Rangers, now, real quick, let me get a, give you guys a quick little rundown. My brother, who's probably listening to this, he's going to get a chuckle out of this. I posted my podcast on a social media platform just asking, you know, for some input and some advice on the podcast. This gentleman named Scott, he gave me fantastic advice. I mean, he actually took the time out to listen to about, I think, every single episode, actually. And he wrote a few paragraphs of advice, some good stuff, um, some constructive criticism, things that could be improved, etc. It was truly, truly great stuff. Thank you, Scott. Whether or not you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. I've already actually applied that or applied some of the stuff um, that you gave me. Now, as for that lady who said, we don't know ball because we don't talk about the Texas Rangers. Let me tell you some. I said, you're right. Tune into this episode and we'll discuss them. Texas Rangers, they're the hot, they were the hottest team coming in August. Am I right? You're probably nodding your head, probably smiling, getting all wet. Your nipples are hard because I'm talking about the Rangers. Well, guess what, lady? They are now the coldest team in baseball. They're currently limping towards the finish line, okay? They just lost their season-worst sixth straight game. And guess what? Astros are still your daddies. How's that for talking Texas Rangers baseball? Suck on this left nut. Adam Sandler, I'm going to wrap it up with you, man. A man of the people. We've all seen him playing ball in the streets. Uh, just a man of the people. Just a casual guy. A real good guy. Um, it's time to give out our good guy award this week to Adam Sandler, okay? Jennifer Aniston, he revealed that Adam Sandler sends her flowers every single Mother's Day due to her complications with getting pregnant. So, Adam Sandler, you're the good guy. Um, you're a good guy. You win the good guy award of the week. Thank you guys for listening to the We Know Ball pod. This is your host, T.Y. Ty. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and join us every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your day, you pud fuckers.